that was a big one. I hate it when that happens. Hey, Will, is that you? Of course it's me. Can't you tell? No, not if we all look the same. I don't. <laughs> Will, we are Krill. We are meant to look the same. Not me, Bill. There's only one of me in all the world. I am one in a Krillion. <laughs> Well, hello and welcome back to the Varmints Podcast, where every week we do a whole bunch of research to educate ourselves and you, the listener, on all things that creep, crawl, slither, fly, jump, hop, and swim on this planet, one animal at a time. My name is Paul. I am still not an animal expert, and we are doing a solo episode this week. Donna and I are preparing a two-part episode about pigeons and doves, so we're working hard on that, and in the meantime... I wanted to tell you about your new favorite marine animal. Did you know you had a new favorite marine animal? Well, you do. They're krill. <laughs> krill. Krill. Yes, krill. They're actually really, really amazing. And I want to tell you all about them. But first, the news. This is Varmin's Headline News with your anchorman. Some guy named Paul. Thank you, Matthew. Hey, Red Lobster is celebrating the return of their annual All-You-Can-Eat Krill Fest, saying that the offer includes all-you-can-eat portions of customers' favorite krill entrees. Casual dining chain Red Lobster announced this week the return of its popular Krill Fest seasonal promotion. Whether you're craving crunchy popcorn krill or you prefer your grill light- lightly sautéed, you'll find mouth-watering platters Piled high with fresh, succulent krill all this month at our locations nationwide, said company president Sally Seta, noting that customers could purchase seawater-filled pails of the half-inch heterotrophic crustaceans for $6.99, with family-sized 58,000-piece vats available for $16.99. Kick off your summer right with a Chesapeake Bay Krill Bake, Parrot Isle Coconut Krill... I'm having trouble. Any of our Captain's Choice Krill Platters, Krill Linguini Alfredo, or a Krill Plankton Combo Barrel. They're all right here at Red Lobster. Seta added that customers should hurry into participating restaurants soon as Krill Fest deals will only be available until the end of the month, at which point the promotion will be replaced by the company's annual Barnacle Bonanza. So head on down to Red Lobster for Krill Fest. Oh, this is not a news story. This is not a real news story. Anyway, this comes to us from The Onion, which is, uh, that's what they do. They make up fake news stories. And there was no krill in real news. So I had to just yank this from The Onion. And I (laughs) I tried to get through it with a straight face, and I just could not do it. Barnacle Bonanza. Oh my gosh. Well, listen. (laughs) Uh, Here's a reminder to go to varmints.podbean.com for links to the audio and our show notes for today's episode. (laughs) We are also on Twitter and Instagram at Varmints Podcast, all one word, and at Varmints at Gmail. Oh, sorry, at Varmints Podcast at gmail.com for your questions, comments, stories, and suggestions. We also have a Pinterest board. You can just put Varmints into the search engine and, uh, 
at uh, Redbubble. You can go to Redbubble and get all kinds of wonderful merchandise like shirts and mugs and leggings. We actually do have leggings. Uh, so you can go over there, Redbubble. Just put Varmints in the search engine there and, and you'll you'll find us. You'll find our stuff. If you like this show, why not tell a friend about us? That would be awesome. Introduce them to the podcast. Maybe get them to listen to a show. Uh, we are everywhere that podcasts are found and word of mouth is the very best way to help us grow. Like number one. All right, well, let's learn more about Krill. Hey, let's go get educated on some animals. I know you want to. <laughs> so, yes, we're talking about Krill, of all things today. Uh, krill are crustaceans, and I think a lot of people think that they're just small shrimp. And they look a whole lot like shrimp, but if you look a little closer, you'll see some a few differences. So krill have three distinct body segments. They have a head, a thorax, and an abdomen. A shrimp's head and thorax are, are kind of fused together, and that's called a cephalothorax. But you don't really see those individual segments because both krill and shrimp are covered in like a carapace. So that kind of hides that. So it's really hard to tell on the surface a krill from a shrimp unless you really know what you're looking at. So it's easy to see how somebody would call a krill a shrimp. So don't yell at them. It's okay. But that little difference does make them their own crustacean, separate from shrimp and lobsters and, and all that. This is those three body segments. Another difference is that some deep sea shrimp are bioluminescent, but all krill are bioluminescent every one of those 82 species. Now, bioluminescence is a type of a process called chemiluminescence, which is just a chemical reaction that produces light. Uh, you see this in krill and shrimp and like fireflies and, and animals like that. It's kind of like a glow stick. You combine two chemicals together, they give off light. Antarctic krill are sometimes called light shrimp. And how they do this is that they have organs located on different parts of their body and that produces a chemical reaction that we can see as light. Very, very bright light. And that light is made very bright because on the back of that organ, there's like a concave reflector with a lens in the front. Now, I think we've all taken an, a flashlight apart. Not an LED flashlight, but like an oldie time one with an actual bulb. And you can see this. There's like the tiny little bulb that doesn't look like it throws off a lot of light but it's got a metal reflector behind it. It's got a lens in front of it, and that amplifies that light. That's the same idea with krill. But you say, Paul, I can aim that flashlight. That's the difference. Well, krill have little muscles around those organs that allow them to direct that light to a very specific area. So krill are like tiny little underwater flashlights with legs. It's really cool. Another weird thing about krill is that they can grow and shrink throughout their entire life. Now, animals mostly start out small and they grow big. And that's it. And krill don't really follow those rules. They can kind of undergo either feast or famine, depending on the season and the availability of the food. So they grow and shrink, grow and shrink. And when you go on a diet or put on a few pounds, you need new clothes. So a krill is going to shed its carapace about every two to three weeks, depending on if they happen to be a size 12 or a size 4. Because they don't really follow that whole 
the older you get, the bigger you are rule, it's really impossible to determine the age of a krill, or is it? In 2017, scientists found a way to determine the age of Antarctic krill. And it's very similar to the way we can tell how old a tree is. Krill have eye stalks, which is like a movable little finger with an eye on the end. So we've seen that you've seen this like on a, a snail or a slug where they have the two little things that grow out of their heads with the little eye on the end. That's an eye stalk. Every year a krill will grow a new tiny little band around that eye stalk, just like growth rings on trees. So a scientist can look at a krill and know exactly how many years old it is. And for an animal that is like the ice cream sprinkles of the animal kingdom, krill can live a surprisingly long time. Most species can live from two to six years and some can live up to 10 years or if they're pushing it, even 11 years, which is amazing. And that's not just important for scientists because it's cool to know how old a krill is. It's important because krill are a keystone species, which I'll talk about a little more in a minute. Knowing how to determine a krill's age allows scientists to better examine changes in the ocean's ecosystem, specifically with climate change, which is a real thing. And it helps fisheries that farm krill do what they do in a more sustainable way, hopefully. We get the word krill from Norway. It means small fry of fish. And they apply that word krill to other, like, small fish, too. It's not just the krill we're talking about today. Male and female krill are called just that, male and female krill. And young krill start as eggs, and then larvae, and then they are adult krill. So we talked about them being a keystone species. Keystone species are animals on which other species depend on so much that if they were to disappear, that entire ecosystem would change drastically and probably not for the better. And these tiny little krill are just exactly that. Super important. So the IUCN does monitor them. Climate change, which again is a real thing, is affecting krill populations in a number of different ways. Now, I know we keep saying climate change is a real thing. We Like, it's almost our little thing, you know, climate change, which is a real thing. Well, because it is. It's a real observable thing that is happening right now. Uh, so climate change is causing a reduction in pack ice. Now, krill feed on the algae that grows on the pack ice. So if there's less pack ice, then there's less food and there's less krill. Increasing levels of carbon dioxide are acidifying the oceans. And what that does is it can disrupt the development of krill eggs. Again, this is not a conspiracy theory thing. It's a real thing that's happening. But here's the really cool thing that krill are doing. Krill are absorbing, storing, and removing carbon from the atmosphere because they are a component of something called a biological pump. 12 billion tons of carbon from the Earth's atmosphere are literally pooped out by krill every year. Krill will eat phytoplankton near the surface of the water. Those phytoplankton take up carbon dioxide during photosynthesis, and they store the carbon. The krill come along, they eat the phytoplankton, and they poop out the carbon. Now, krill poop is extremely dense and heavy, and it sinks to the bottom of the ocean, and it stays there for years, like decades, locked away. And any carbon that the krill don't poop out, well, something is going to come along and eat that krill and poop it out along with the carbon. 
So Krill are saving the world. Honestly. 12 billion tons of carbon a year from the Earth's atmosphere. That makes a difference. And I'm not going to like preach to you about doing your part to at least slow down climate change a little bit. But there are very easy things that you can do, like reducing single-use plastics, you know, keep a metal straw or two in your car or in your purse for when you go to a restaurant. Remember to grab your reusable grocery tote bags on your way out the door when you go into the store. You know, every little bit is going to help. So however you want to uh, help climate change, uh, slow it down, like reduce your impact, do that. I'm not going to tell you how to do it, but do it. So I want to tell you really quick about our Patreon. We do not run commercials. We never will run commercials because uh, we prefer to be listener supported. And with your support, we are able to pay for our hosting fees and, and get equipment if we need it. There is bonus content for you to listen to on Patreon. There is merchandise. There's little swag. There's little stickers and magnets that I send out. But most of all, you're helping out the show. Like, that's the important thing is we rely on you for support and for continuing to bring the show to you. So we, we hope you like the show and we hope you consider giving us at least a dollar a month. That would be wonderful. Every little bit is going to help. So you can go to patreon.com slash varmints. Hey there, everyone. Paul and Donna are a couple of nerds just like you. And they don't get to see animals up close and in person very often. So let's talk about where we all see them most of the time. On movies, TV, comic books, toys and video games. So I thought to myself, self, there surely there isn't too much krill in pop culture. And I was wrong. <laughs> oh, there there is krill in pop culture. And the clip you heard at the beginning of the show was from the movie Happy Feet 2. And that it was uh, Bill and Will. They are two krill who look exactly like each other. And, and, you know, they look exactly like the other krill in their swarm. Will wants to leave the swarm and move up the food chain and change the world. And as partners who have disagreements in movies occasionally do, they get split up and can't find each other for a while. But then, of course, they get reunited. Where am I? Who turned out the lights? Is this the end? I should make out my will. I, Willie Williams, leave everything to my imagination. Oh, no. Imagination is the second sign of madness. If only I'd listened to Bill. Oh, Bill, I'm so sorry. That's okay, Will. You were right. I should have stayed with the swarm. No, you were right. Oh, great. I'm talking to myself. You're not mad, Will. Now I'm seeing things. What's going on inside my head? Will. Please, make it stop. Will. <laughs> Ow. Bill? Is it really you? Well, there's only one of me in all the world. Oh. You taught me that. Oh, Bill, what are the chances? About one in a trillion, Will. <laughs> it's really hard to sum up the plot of this movie, but there are like penguins and elephant seals. I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't seen this movie. I, I tried to look at the plot, you know, uh, summary for the movie, and I, I couldn't really understand it. Um, at the climax of the film, they help save the Emperor Penguins by dancing and breaking the Doomberg from below. And the whole movie gets a happy ending. And if you've seen that movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But I have not. I'm really sorry. 
Uh, Will and Bill are voiced by Brad Pitt and Matt Damon. And there is a video game adaptation of Happy Feet 2. And Will and Bill are playable characters in it, which is pretty cool. Would you eat it in a box? Would you eat it with a fox? Would you eat the fox? Would you eat it? So the other week I was in a pet store and I was buying frozen mice for our snake bub. And I looked in the freezer and there were these packages of frozen krill. And they were bright pink. And I'm not going to lie, I thought about it. And that also was the reason I'm doing this episode today. I, I thought, hmm, krill. I wonder if they're interesting at all. And turns out they really are. But then I thought about like having to go through and peel every one of them because they're like, they're, they're like little shrimp. They have that little carapace. And you can't eat that. You can't eat the little exoskeleton. And that seemed very, very tedious. So, yeah, I don't I, I don't think I would eat krill for that reason. In places where krill is eaten, it supposedly tastes salty with a little, with like a somewhat stronger fish flavor than shrimp. Which sounds fine. I would try it. I mean, everything looks great to me right now. I'm on a diet and literally everything looks great to me. Including that pink package of krill. <laughs> Oh my goodness, telling you what doesn't eat krill is almost easier than telling you what does eat krill. So whales, of course, they eat enormous amounts of krill. All sorts of penguins and other birds, seals, squid, and other fish, they eat krill because they're a great source of protein and because there are a lot of them. And by a lot, I mean a lot. Hey, Paul and Donna, it's me, Vlad Somptonovsky. I guarantee you I can help you win your next trivia night, or at the very least, make you the smartest person in the room. All I gotta do is share with you this, the animal fact of the week. A group of krill is called a swarm, and swarms of krill can sometimes reach densities of 10,000 to 30,000 individual animals per cubic meter. That means in enough water to fill an Olympic-sized swimming pool, there could be as, as much as 75 million individual krill in that water. Krill are the largest animal population on the earth. Krill swarms can turn a blue ocean pink. Krill swarms can be seen from space. There are a lot of krill, and that's just the ones we can see. They sink down to the deeper parts of the ocean where their predators can eat them, and that's where they lay a ton of eggs, and then they rise to feed and get fed upon. So how much krill is there in the Southern Ocean, and how do they count them? Well, with that many krill, it's impossible to count individuals. So you have to measure by biomass, by the total weight of these krill. And because krill abundance varies from year to year, there might be 60 million tons, there might be 400 million tons, somewhere in that area. There's a lot of variance. The current best estimate is that there are 389 million tons of krill in the ocean. They are the largest group of animals on the earth. That is a lot of krill. And so these estimates are based on where we are pretty sure the krill live. So historically, the main krill habitat was thought to be within the top maybe 600 feet or 200 meters of the ocean. But this estimate is largely based on what we used to understand about krill habitat range. 
but there is evidence of a vast amount of krill biomass in places that scientists never really suspected or never really had access to. So how do you estimate that abundance? Ships will travel in straight lines called transects, and they will use echo sounders and record the echo signals reflected from the krill in the water. So they are bouncing sound off these big masses of krill. And then they also trawl, like they, they drag a net behind them to make sure that the sound is bouncing off of krill and not off of a school of other fish or, or something different. And those echo signals, the, the signals they get back are converted to krill abundance because they, they know how about how big a krill is and about how much it weighs. And so they can tell from the sound that gets bounced back to them how big and dense that krill swarm is. And they can kind of give an estimate of how many krill are there. Well, now Australian researchers have started using new equipment, including a floating frame equipped with cameras that will allow them to observe krill on the ocean floor, which will helpfully tell them the species, sex, and size of the krill, which is information that they've never gotten by just sound pinging off of them. Here, next to where I record, I have a peanut butter jar. It's just a regular peanut butter jar, um, and I put spare change in it. And so here's the jar. I'm going to shake it a little bit for you. So that's my jar full of spare change. Now, if I described to you the uh, the size and shape of the jar, and I told you that it's about a third of the way full right now, with every denomination of coin, and give it a little shake, you might be able to imagine how much money is in this jar. You know, if if it's mostly pennies, there might be two dollars. If it's mostly quarters, there might be twenty dollars. But you don't really know just from me describing it to you and from you hearing the jar shake. But if you were actually able to look at the jar for yourself and you could see, oh yeah, there is a lot of quarters and there is, I see a lot of dimes too and there's a few nickels, your estimate would, you would come up with a much closer estimate. It wouldn't be exact. It would never be exact because like krill populations vary from day to day to day. So it'd be like me taking coins out of this jar and then replacing them with different coins. But the point is, if you're able actually to see the jar and to see the coins for yourself and maybe even take the coins out and sort of sort them out and see how many quarters and how many dimes I had, you'd get a much closer estimate. And so that's why actually being able to see the krill is really important. Well, thank you so much for listening. I do hope you appreciate and enjoy these solo episodes from time to time. I thought krill were just absolutely magnificent little animals. I think I have a new a new favorite marine animal. I have a lot of favorite marine animals, but now krill is definitely on the list. So thank you so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you with technical support by Matthew Chomo, bed music by Kevin McLeod. Our logo was created by Imran Javed. And our vocal talent today was Carrie McGinnis, Chris Green, Stacey Frosty, and Justine and Santiago. We have a Rugrat today. It's the Rugrat Corner. If you have a Rugrat eight years of age or younger that wants to be on the podcast, you can shoot us a message on Facebook or email us at varmintspodcast@gmail.com gmail.com for details. We make it super easy for your Rugrat to hear their voice on the podcast. I promise you, it's as easy as having a cell phone. This week we have Dom. Dom has something to say about krill. Hi, Paul. Hey, buddy. Here's some facts that I learned about krill. All right. Krill, con- 
considered to be the largest population of any animal on Earth. You're not wrong. They swim in schools up to 30 trillion krill. Wow, yep. And can be found in all five oceans of the world. That's true. Blue whales eat up to four tons per day. Oh Would you like to hear a krill joke? Oh, I am what living for the krill joke. What do you call a shrimp that gets hit by a car? Oh, no. Road oh. krill. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay, bye. Bye, Dom. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Road krill. Oh, dearie me. Thank you, Dom, for doing that, and thank you to his dad, Keith. Keith is one of the hosts of the Pop-Up Filmcast, which is a improv comedy film festival, lot of fun uh, podcast that you can find here on the Podfix Network. Pop-Up Filmcast. Do give it a listen. Thanks, everybody, again for listening, and until next time, be nice to animals. You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram, at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.